Hello, welcome to another episode of the Bonner County Daily Bee Sports Podcast. And today we have two people in the building that are a part of a sport that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is disc golfing. We got Josh and we got Eric in the building. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. You guys uh, formed this disc golf group. You guys meet up and play some disc golf. You guys have done a lot for the community as well. You know, when did this group get formed and, you know, how did you guys sort of meet and bring this all together? Uh, We've been around since, well, roughly 2012 is when we first started building the course on the Vandal property, which is now a development. We moved the course to Baldy in, what was that, 2013, I think. 2013. Yep, so uh, we've been building and improving that course ever since, and as a group, we are officially the Great Northern Disc Golf, and we just started that uh, January of 2022 in an effort to help save the Bald Foot Disc Golf Course. When you guys um, first discovered the sport of disc golf, you know, how did that happen? Where were you guys at, and how did you, you know, fall in love with the sport? Uh, well, for me, um, I had just played a handful of times um, years back. I, I played a few courses, kind of uh, temporary courses around town mm-hmm. 20-something years ago. There was one in Memorial Field that was temporary. And I played with friends who were really into it. At the time, I wasn't. Um, but then as the Vandal course got underway, some of my buddies that were way into it um, called me up. I was actually working in Moab, and they said, hey, we're building a course. It's going to be like a real course with real baskets. And I was like, oh, wow, I should probably find some discs and start throwing. So anyway, I was down there for three weeks, and by the time I got back, there was baskets in the ground. Like, it happened really fast. It was just amazing to me how that came together as far as a community coming together and uh, donating time and effort and, and just making it happen. So... That's when I kind of started playing on a regular basis. I started playing the leagues, and uh, it was fun because, you know, I got better quick because I was playing with people that were a lot better than me, and it was just uh, just healthy. Good way to uh, get outside, stretch the legs, get the dog out, yeah. so on and so forth. It's just, uh, yeah, I really uh, got into it after that. It's always a super fun atmosphere when you go out there. How about you? Uh, I live right down the road from the Vandal course and so when I heard that they were going to put in a course there I just uh, thought it would be a fun thing to donate my time to and uh, got into the sport playing with the guys and um, yeah just I've been playing ever since with friends and um, yeah so it was probably 2011 when I first got into it. And and I'm not calling you old by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) but 20 years ago disc golf complete different game you know you've kind of been able to see it evolve and things like that not only just the game of disc golf but kind of the community around it I mean you mentioned how quickly they're building the course uh, but the baskets already in the ground you know what's the biggest difference from what disc golf was 20 years ago to what it is today oh boy well that I mean we're the time I was in the time I've been disc golfing on a regular basis has been a huge transition mm-hmm. like just to watch like when I started, you couldn't really find much to watch online as far as disc golf tournaments or anything like this. Um, and in essentially a decade, it's gone from what you could find was pretty low budget, pretty 
sporadic, so on and so forth, to like legitimate coverage, million dollar contracts for pros. It's just, it, you know, for, I don't know if it still is, but for a good stretch, it was the fastest growing sport. sport in the world, so yeah. um, that's just been neat to be a part of it at that time and, and kind of see it. Um, I know people who have like really low PDGA numbers who've been like playing um, since way back before anybody knew what it was. And, yeah. and to know those people and then see these younger kids who get on these new courses that are just now available mm-hmm. for standard public uh, people, I guess. Um, the, the talent that's come out of it is, is amazing. So it's, yeah, it's come a long ways um, relatively quickly. Um, I think a lot of the reason for that is just uh, anybody can do it. It's accessible. It's not an exclusive thing. You don't have to have a lot of money. You just have to go out and do it. It's really, uh, everybody accepts each other. Um, for the most part, disc golf is kind of like, uh, well, I don't know, skateboarding, hacky sack. It's not political. It's not about the money. It's not about the whatever, prestige or anything like that. It's just a good time outside, and you meet a lot of good people along the way. So, yeah, for me, it's just been pretty cool to watch it and be a part of uh, the kind of the local scene. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you know, you mentioned that whole thing. Like it's a sense of community, and you guys have been involved in moving disc golf courses. You know, trying to put them together and things like that. You know, what has it been like being a part of that community um, of people that really want to make a change in the disc golf community? Uh, it's been really cool to see all the volunteers and all the support we get from, you know, people that use the course to people that work on the course uh there's thousands of hours that have been put out there on the course to to build it to where it is now um both of the courses the first time i walked them you you could barely walk through the the entire property it was so you know old fences barbed wire and uh, weeds and uh, you know old trees and and a bunch of i mean you just you had to see it the vision of the designer uh, for what it is and, and then just kind of build it and it came together with all the effort from all these people and so that was really cool to see you know everyone come together and donate their time to to make it what it is today which is basically a park um, that was done with very little heavy equipment it was all you know manual labor so um, to see everyone come together for that was really cool. And a majority, if not all, these people did this voluntarily, right? They're not getting paid to mm-hmm. help clean up this course, right? Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of time spent. Um, we don't pay anybody to do it. It's all volunteer. People volunteer their time, their equipment. Um, yeah, every everything's done with volunteers. In fact, we have a couple work parties coming up on May first and May fifteenth, and you know we'll sport the we'll get some food for everybody. We'll we'll get the pizza or whatever to keep everybody fed but other than that uh, they all come uh, just to volunteer and help clean up the course and get us ready for our upcoming tournament as of right now where where is the disc golf course sitting you know as far as you know where it's at I mean we talked a little bit off the podcast on you know where the direction it's going you know if you could explain to the people kind of where Baldy's at right now Sure. Well, um, when we first moved over there, we had just completed, I mean, we had two seasons over at the Vandal course, which was an awesome course. I'd miss it. Um, but this property at the time was just out, just on the other side of the tracks, which was the city 
um, line. And uh, the city had purchased that for a future uh, wastewater treatment facility um, back in 2009. Um, since, uh, well, and then we, we struck an agreement where we had a lease and license to um, build the course, run the course, maintain the course, and the city was like super open to it because it was gonna be like a good multi-use of the property. Um, we helped maintain the, you know, we cleaned it up, obviously, made it a park, um, controlling the weeds and, and so on is something the city would have had to do while they were sitting on it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, since then, um, one thing is it's been annexed into the city, so it's actually part of the city, which is, which is cool. Um, yeah, but about three years ago, the city took a look at this because we have a huge need to, to upgrade our, our current facility that's down in Memorial Field. So. Um, some of the pros to having it out at the at the Baldy, you know, the current or the former administration saw looking down the road was, you know, growth um, for, for you know the, the entire area and needing, having a bigger need for a bigger facility that can handle more volume, right? Mm -hmm. um, but a couple things as they looked at it, the cost to to move it was substantially high. Um, they currently, you know, there's current technology now that we're it makes it more feasible to do something where it sits on the current footprint that, that'll work. Um, so they, they looked at a lot of factors, talked to a lot of consultants and decided, that the current city council decided um, that they were gonna retro the existing one that seemed to be the best move for the city. Um, and we sat through all those meetings and listened to all of that, it all made sense. But then the question was, well, we bought this property with a bond for a specific reason and now what do we do? So the, the city's really worked with us since then to um, extend our lease a year at a time as you know, we've, in conjunction with the city, worked on potential solutions where um, the ratepayers can be made, be made whole because that's, that's the main thing is if they bought it on a bond for the water the treatment facility, but now it's gonna get used for something else, obviously that needs to be rectified. And there's, we've talked about several ways of doing that. The city's, um, Again, given given us time, um, is supporting on supporting us to go after potential donors, so on and so forth, and, and they're invested in, in helping uh, keep this what it is. Um, the master plan, and that's something we should talk about, is currently um, there's a nine-hole beginner course or pitch and putt course, which is great for warm-ups, great for beginners, great for families to get out. Um, it's not as arduous, you know, just as far as the terrain, mm -hmm. and you're not going to lose your disc, so on and so forth. And then the ball foot course, which uh, before, right before it was even completed, it was rated top 100 in the world um, by UDISC, which was a big deal. We were kind of surprised about that, but, um, it, you know, that was two, three years ago we got that. And since then, we've polished what's the existing course. There's potential to have... Um, alternate tee pads to have another 18 holes shooting into the same basket so you could go around the same loop twice and shoot 36 different holes. Um, the rest of that vision is multi-use as far as um, walking trail, um, maybe uh, there's, there's potential for connecting a couple trail systems mm -hmm. through that property. Um, uh, talk of a dog park, um, there's just a lot of other things that can happen with another niche that could be filled that the city was pretty keen on when we first approached them over 10 years ago to start this process was um, walk-in or bike-in camping. Mm -hmm. um, there's be a really cool space for that where people could 
because there's a lot of cycling groups that come through on tours, um, and currently there's nowhere to camp in the city, or even within you know distance of the city to access you know town essentially. Yeah. So that you know these things all you know all of that um, kind of got put on hold when it was a question mark what was going to happen. So as a board, we decided we're going to maintain what we have, um, keep building awareness, and usership has gone up steadily every year. We have. Uh, numbers on all of that so it's like every every time we um, collect the donations from the donation bin that's essentially our measure yeah every month is a oh that's a new record for June that's a new record for July so that's been steady um, yeah so now you know it's kind of come down to where um, it's got to get figured out mm -hmm. and uh, we're, we're kind of uh, we reformed the kind of got the band back together we, we're going from just maintain what we have and to, you know, we need to work with the city harder to uh, maybe help them get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, at the beginning when you were going through this, you know, did it mean a lot to you that the city kind of had your back? You know, you weren't necessarily fighting against the city there. You were kind of, you know, having the same vision, you know, and now it's kind of just we need to kind of pick up the pace here. Yeah, my, my feeling is everybody involved thinks this is a project we're saving and mm -hmm. seeing to completion. That's the other thing. Like I said, there's a master plan, and we're like, way there yeah we're on hold and it just made sense we're not going to pour more concrete or do infrastructure on these other uses if it's a question mark so um, yeah I, I feel like the cities you know they have a lot going on oh. obviously this yeah. is you know, unprecedented growth in the area um, so it's just nice that we have their attention yeah and, and we can sit down with them and um, you know this this latest thing we became our, our own 501c3 um, it's essentially the same uh, group. Um, well, we do have some new board members. We, you know, kind of like brought in some new blood. Because for me, I've been involved with it for over a decade. Um, I'd like to see it um, saved in that this is going to be forever. Help finish the master plan and then hand it off to these guys that just started and they can carry on. Um, and there's a lot. I mean, there's no lack of support or no shortage of volunteers that are quality board members so um, that's essentially what we're working for and we feel like if it's going to happen it's going to happen this year one way or the other. What are these uh, board meetings like? How often do you guys meet? What do you guys talk about? Um, well we for the last three years as we're on hold we just, yeah. our meetings have essentially been league if, if there's yeah. you know there's really no issues out there that we have to we've never had an emergency no. meeting trying to figure yeah. out and you know it's um, but now, now we're you know meeting every month or two, and we have you know officers. We have an agenda. We are uh, communicating heavy heavier with the city, and um, putting together a package to go after you know, potential angel investors. Or working with the city on some other compromises that, that could work for everybody. Because um, essentially, I, I honestly feel like everybody wants the same result. They yeah. they want to keep it you know at least some version of what it is forever because it's a community asset. We're growing, you know, just like we need to expand our water treatment facility, we need to expand our parks as, as, as the area grows. And this particular area for a disc golf course, well, I guess the best way to say it is if this course goes away, it cannot be replaced. No. There's, there's nothing within proximity. Um, we can do other courses, and as a group, we're all about that down the road. But right now our focus is Finishing this project and, and locking it in. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked with other groups to you know do other local courses, and that's 
totally in the works um, down the road. But right now our focus is obviously finish what we started. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things you guys mentioned just in that email is the youth clinic. I know mm -hmm. that's something that you guys have plans on, you know, kind of dive into that a little bit and, you know, other plans that you have going forward. Yeah, so one of our goals as a group is to uh, expand the reach of disc golf and to get as many people interested in it, get as much youth involved in it as possible. So um, we did work with the city to uh, join their, I, I believe it's called Unplugged, uh, and they have a, a three days in May. It's May 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, we're scheduled for May 11th uh, between 5.30 and 7.00. And everyone's welcome to come out. They don't even need a disc or anything. They just need to show up. We'll, you know, they could bring their own disc if they have some. Um, but we're just going to be putting on a clinic to show people what disc golf's all about, um, teach them some tips. Uh, if they've never thrown before, show them how to throw. If they have thrown before, show them some tips and tricks on how to get better, um, explain the sport. We're just trying to really grow the sport in our area and get more people interested because we've seen it grow a lot since we've had this course and we want it to continue. Mm -hmm. You know, we mentioned earlier this is the fastest growing sport in the world. I don't know if that holds true right now, but I know two, three years ago I didn't see that mm -hmm. um, as well. How important is it that we get the youth involved in disc golf to continue this growth? I think it's huge. I mean, it's uh, I, talking to some of the teachers and principals and uh, people in the area that have seen the impact that it's had on kids that maybe don't play a team sport, they don't uh, have the money to, you know, go up to Schweitzer or, or do things like that that maybe cost a little bit more money or they're just not interested in that. It's good to have an alternative. And so we're seeing a lot of kids out there that uh, it's just easy to access and, and anyone can do it. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing for our area and I think it's good for the community and the and the youth and I just want to continue that. Mm -hmm. What other things are you guys doing as far as fundraising or getting donations and things like that? Well right now the, the, uh, the staple is there's a there's a, a bin a, a collection bin essentially yeah, yeah. right at, as you walk in we ask for a, a dollar donation some people you know might put a five in there um, some people might just walk by it, mm -hmm. um, but like, like I said, that's been, we kind of, you know, we keep an eye on it, we kind of have a rough estimate how many people actually put their dollar in versus don't, and like I said earlier, that's kind of how we measure the usership. Yeah. Um, it, that, that more than pays to, to maintain the course, right? Mm -hmm. um, volunteer effort, bringing, you know, people's personal equipment, paying for rentals, things like this, built the course, um, but it's to where, I mean, we have gone through and turned like what would just break machines as we went to clear, you know, and we turned it into lawns that you can take your lawnmower over now. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that took five, six years to get to that point. So now it's at a point where the maintenance is, is pretty low. Like we're not, you don't, so disc golf, unlike fall golf courses, you know, we don't have, you know, we have irrigation. We don't have, you know, it's more natural. It's less impact. And essentially it's mowing picking up deadfall after a windstorm. Um, and, and the maintenance is pretty light at this point now that it's the heavy lifting is done. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sure. You know, how optimistic are you guys, you know, heading forward that you guys are gonna be 
you know, not only putting your best foot forward, but the community and, you know, everybody in the group is going to, you know, get the best possible outcome out of this. Well, like the maintenance part, like I was just saying, is, you know, that now that the heavy lifting's done and the, the initial investments in there, um, the maintenance is, is essentially nothing. It takes yeah. care of itself. Um, as far as keeping this course, um, we're looking at a few different possibilities. If the city can buy it from itself and they, they want to 100% make it part of the parks and recs, that's one possibility that's been talked about. Um, some combination of us coming up with part of the money, maybe selling a chunk of that land to, to offset the, the cost of keeping it. But that's where, I mean, we're talking, if, if, and then the other extreme is, as a group, we raise the money, buy it outright, and yeah. run it as a group. You're talking, we're talking a million dollars, right? Yeah. So our plan there is um, work with the city in, in conjunction with the city, see what they're, you know, able and willing to commit to it. Um, and then, you know, we, we essentially have a number that ranges from half that cost to buying it outright. So, like I said, we're putting together... Um, a package for you know potential angel investors who just maybe want to put their name on it want to see this preserved um, understand the importance of this type of thing because like Josh said there's you know there's team sports there's individual sports and every kid is different and um, back to getting the youth involved yeah. that for something for me that's something that really is important to me I, I spent over a decade on the skate park committee yeah. I put lots of hours and actually physically building it once we got to the point where we got it paid for. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's super important. You know, growing up as a skateboarder, I remember being at the skate park and seeing these kids. That, that was like, that was their line to like, feel like, you know, they may not have the best home life or whatever it was, but that's what, at least for a part of their life, that's what kept them positive. That's what kept them working towards something, being outside, doing something positive and healthy. Um, so I, I think the same, to a point, holds true because there's kids that can't, you know, like Josh said, access a going up to Schweitzer on a regular yeah. basis, these, these things. Where it's at right now, you can literally walk or ride your bike to the disc golf course. If you have a buck, put it in. If you don't, nobody's going to think less of you, and yeah. you're going to be totally accepting of uh, particularly, you know, kids that are, um, well, any beginner. Someone who is out there doesn't know what they're at, where they're at, what they're doing. They as soon as they get like noticed by someone who's out there, they're gonna get support. And yeah. that's one of the coolest things about disc golf and other things like the same with that skate park is a similar thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's something important about these alternative, individually, non-team based sports that um, really do a lot of good for kids and the community as a whole. I mean, that's just one aspect of it, but I, for me, I, it's super important. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and you mentioned that. the community around disc golf for it not being a team sport for it being an individual thing and it not being as competitive unless you're at like the highest level per se the community overall in disc golf is fantastic like i don't think you could ever undersell the fact of how much everybody is really there together in that sport absolutely yeah but you know is there anything else you guys want to add on the efforts that you guys are putting through or anything else you guys want to mention um, I, I would just say if you're interested, um, if you feel like this is something worth saving, um, email the city. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, you know, something short, positive. Um, this is why we think this is worth uh, protecting and keeping for the community. Um, whether you're interested in disc golf itself, you're interested in 
um, what these other things, uh, assets that we've talked about, or you're a group that sees, you know, maybe we want, you know, we could do a dog park out there. We're interested in uh, helping with, you know, uh, bike track or, you know, these, these are all possibilities if and when we lock it in because there's potential out there to manage this as a true multi-use thing that's accessible to everybody in the community, uh, not just disc golfers. Um, so, yeah, and I'll, one more thing I'd say just to keep up to date, other than that, you can find, uh, the, we do uh, updates on Facebook, Sandpoint Disc Golf, um, that's easy for everybody to kind of see what's going on. Perfect, Josh, any final words? Uh, yeah, just keep up, keep uh, track of us on Facebook. We do post tournament updates, um, updates about the work parties, things like that. We are having a tournament May 21st, and all ages, all skill levels are welcome. There's pros, there's ams, uh, you know, even the amateurs walk away with something, you get a disc. Uh, so if you're looking to get into the sport, or if you just started, and even if you're an amateur, uh, you can join. It's fun. It's uh, low cost, and it's a good way to get a, a disc and uh, you know some swag. So uh, I'd look at that on our Facebook page, and just uh, yeah, like us on there, and we'll keep you posted on our updates. Thanks for coming in, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for having us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Bonner County Daily Beat Sports Podcast, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.